So, welcome to another ABC of Ita. We're back. It's the second show. I really didn't expect we would get a second show. Well, it's it's happening. It's really exciting, isn't it? Yes, after the first pilot on uh, the letter A. It was a disaster. We are back and it is the letter B. It's a really difficult day. A lot of negative energy in the city. Yes. Um, um, Mercury is retrograding. Mm-hmm. It's like cold in Athens. And it's uh, important to say that uh, Mercury is the ruling planet for both of us as we are both Geminis. Both Geminis. Okay. It's a bit difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. You're struggling? Again. You're always struggling. I always struggle. I thought that has to do with you as a person, not so much with the day. But me as a person is affected by the planets. Why? Because I'm very sensitive. Are you? Mm-hmm. So, um... It's the letter B today. Do the people know what this show does? Um, should we remind them? Yeah. Okay, so in the next two hours, this is Fita. Uh, this is F89. And F78, and we are Fita. And for the next two hours, we will be with you. Um, on, talking about uh, various things, mm-hmm. starting with a B, as we have um, 26 shows, each one dedicated to a specific letter. So last week alphabet. was... Uh, no, actually, two weeks ago it was A... a today is B and in two weeks it's going to be C three link so it's this is kind of the pattern you see where it's going you never know yes and you never know <laughs> we can be so, adventurous so adventurous that is unexpected anarchistic wow and uh, <coughs> a lot of other things here at Beton 7 radio mm-hmm. um, And, uh, yeah, it's the letter B today. How do you feel about the letter I B? I hate the letter B. I don't hate the letter B. You don't hate the letter B? Why do you hate the letter B? It's really, like, kind of... I like uh, letters that are round. I like rounded like things. Like B trying to be alternative. And, you know... Like, like the B side. Yeah. I'm not A, I'm B. But, yeah, we all know that's only getting more interesting after C. Is it really? Mm. So let's see if it's going to be a particularly uninteresting show. Let's see. So we're going to start with the first song for mm-hmm. the day. And that's uh, Tunde Braxton from the ba- formerly of the band Battles mm-hmm. in his uh, solo record. I really like it. Yes.
Did you like the song? I really like this song. So we are back here, ABC of Fita. Mm-hmm. I want to change my voice because it was a bit too cutesy. And today is a day of riots in Athens. Okay. So I want to be a bit more masculine and, si- and angular. Yeah, angular like the riots. Okay. So today we discuss concepts starting from B, mm-hmm. the letter B. Okay. And the first, the first concept for today. Yeah. Will I get a drum roll this time? You want a drum roll? I um, maybe if it's easy. No. Ah. <laughs> oh, here yeah. we go. Do we have sound uh, sound issues? Yeah. Can we have it now? Can we have the drum roll now? Yes. Oh. Ah, it's too quiet. Okay. Um, okay. Let's no drum roll. Let's no drum roll. We drum have um, Beton Efta Productions. Let's go without the drum roll. I will. Or uh, I'll do. Okay. We will talk about the body. Mm-hmm. So, um, the body is the body, mm-hmm. which is like an inevitable thing. <laughs> it's uh, and like what we all are, what inevitable we, things, yeah, is drenched in tragedy. <laughs> drenched in tragedy. Tell us about the tragedy <laughs> of the body. The body is something you have to carry around every day of your life, and it's really full of pain, full of misery, uh-huh. a battery of death, uh-huh. something that people are, you know, have to deal with in their everyday lives. I don't like the body. No? No. <clears throat> you know, um, there is a whole Cartesian thing with the body. What about it? Like, people are, you know, part body, part the psyche. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit of an obsolete notion. Okay. Yeah. We're in a post-Cartesian kind of moment. Uh-huh. Uh, people now think of the body as part, like, as, a, as a, the existence, as an embodied existence. I don't like this. Um, I think there should be a specific focus on the words and ideas and concepts and less on, you know... And what about the body fluid? What about body art? When it comes to body art, things are very different, Phil. Okay, go on. Because body art is something yep. that interests me. It interests you? Yes, it does. Which type of body art interests you? I really you? like when people take their clothes off. Uh-huh. Like I, a strip striptease. I really like this kind of art. Uh-huh. I like when people um uh, urinate on stage. Uh-huh. I really like when they throw up on stage. I really like when they shit on stage. Uh-huh. I think this is an interesting kind of art. And people think... Don't, don't you think it's a bit dated? Yeah, that, that's the problem. People think that this kind of art is dated. Yeah, like... Uh, okay, we've like seen it you, all. If you present something like this today, everybody yeah. will be... Especially those who study, for example, in the Athens School of Fine uh, Art. Exactly. Or yeah. the Greek artists would say, oh, we've seen this before. We've seen it all. It's been done it's in, been the done 70s, in the 70s, and 80s, and you, know, yeah. you know. But? 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 No, there is something in body art that's kind of, without wanting to romanticize the body. Uh-huh. As I said, I hate the body. Yeah? You hate the body, but so nevertheless, without wanting to romanticize the body? I come from a objective point of view. What is a, what is your an, point of view? Out of body um, perspective. Uh-huh. Um, 
But the art always has this immediacy, I think. And so it's, as, as a spectator, you always get this kind of effect. Uh, even if you had seen, like, tons of pornography, uh-huh. mm-hmm, you know, w- like looking at a sexual act is still somehow moving. <laughs> You're almost crying. I am. <laughs> um, why do you think that is? Is, it, is, there, is there... Are you insinuating that there is a kind of... Um, sort of like where the body enters the, the, the something happens it, it, it's kind of thing. like a, a, a limit or a there is this thing you know there is there are words and then there is the limit of the words and then there is anxiety starting and this is a very interesting point where the anxiety begins is where you know art becomes interesting where you become alerted uh-huh. of the world where you become hyper-aware of your existence. Uh-huh. Things like that. Okay. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree, actually. Because you do? Uh, but you know, like I, the last know, show you we know did, what I hate. there was so much feedback that we should fight more. You know what? I, I, I hate... I hate the... Um, I don't think we can we can argue about this because we largely agree. Right. Because I think... I, I hate this idea of the... the potentiality. Um, what? Of, of our potentiality and that we can become everything and so on. I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't be doing anything they want with their bodies, mm. but um, it's also interesting to know, you know, that it's okay to have a body. Is it? Yeah, you don't have to be a Delusian. You can have a body. But the Delusians love the body. Do they? They do. But what about its organs? They're not organs. <laughs> what are they? They're absences <laughs> but this is the letter B and so we cannot continue no, with absences I'm really sorry for that Okay, let's have a song instead should we have a song? what kind of song would you like to play? Uh, an Italian band called Bisca um, you probably wouldn't know that in Italy um, there was quite a strong no wave scene in Italy? I know it sounds shocking because it's a, as a country it's like whatever but we really like the pasta Yes, apart from the pasta, they also had it's 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 one of the few places in Europe, um, in Southern Europe at least, that, yeah. or actually rather the only place in Southern Europe yes. and one of the few places in Europe that had a vibrant no wave scene. What about Belgium? No, no, Belgium had like minim- minimal synth and ah, so sorry. on, no wave, so like angular guitar guitars and strange rhythms and so on, mm. like in New York, but like in Italian. So. Um, How is that possible? You, you're gonna get a taste of it in a minute. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Kyo pavo pavio pavis. 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 Kyo pavo pavio pavis.
So, mm-hmm. we're back. Are we ready for our next topic? I'm I'm ready, but I want you yeah? to be more focused. Okay. Because I'm really disappointed on the first one. I'm extremely disappointed on you was, from you on the first it one. It was crap. I think you were um, not at all inspired. I was not inspired, but I didn't like the topic. Um, but the body, how can you not like the body? Yes, it's like one of those big things. Like, you don't know where to start, where to finish, what to say. Okay, let's move into the second one. Yes. Barbarism. Barbarism? Barbarism. Barbarism. It's a really hot topic. Okay, go on. I will tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because barbarism is really central concept. Uh-huh. Both in theory, mm-hmm. hot topic in theory, since uh, Walter Benjamin uh-huh. and also very hot in the arts Barbarism is hot in the arts? Yes, very hot Why? I will tell you Okay, I will not explain yet the conceptual why but I will explain the um, like the historical why eh? Okay, go nice. on Go on, go on Okay, so there are many exhibitions like international shows and stuff like that using the term barbarism or barbarian Okay. I will tell you. Tell me. For example, mm-hmm. the Istanbul Biennial. Correct. The Athens Biennial. I would like a sound effect on that. <laughs> the Athens Biennial, where Fita, me and you, are you and me participating. Participating. And uh, yes, bravo, bravo, bravo. So. What is the title of Athens Biennial, Phil? Waiting for the Barbarian. And it's coming up? In 2018. Yes. So, why is everyone uh, interested in the Barbarian? You tell me. No, you tell me. Um, is it because um, it kind of uh, sort of like underlines a little bit of questions of, of othering that have been coming up a lot in art recently? with um, Documenta's whole, uh, you know, sort of like indigenous, a return to the indigenous and simple societies and Absolutely. so on. Absolutely. So one hand, on one hand, yeah. we have this barbarism uh-huh. that is kind of the heroic barbarian. Uh-huh. 
Well, a little bit of the um, noble savage, one could say. Noble savage, like those people who are, um, they, um, you know, they grow tomatoes on their balconies and so on, like in Exarchia Square. Mm, well, that was not exactly what I meant. Okay. <laughs> what did you mean? You meant like those, uh, you meant like people with like bones in their hair. Yes, ah, okay. that's more like it. Okay. But those ones who are, have the bones on the hair, yeah. but they are also extremely nice. They have found the the secret uh, to all uh, mysteries. Uh-huh. Uh, they okay. know how to live. They are happy. Okay. They are unaffected by the corruption. And on the other hand, which uh, which is the other barbarian? Uh, the other barbarian is a more kind of uh, you know. Um, coming from the news and from the, this kind of discourses, like the barbarian is the other, like the immigrant who is barbaric, uh-huh, okay, they are I not uh, assimilable okay. so there is in a, the Western society. So in a way there is a kind of love and hate thing with this, with this noble savage. Exactly, on one hand uh, the, noble, it, the savage is savage. If it's savage. like yoga it's yeah. good, mm. but if it's like uh, kind of, uh, you know, you know, being around in the squares and, and uh, I don't know, selling shoes in the street is bad. Yes, and the, the, this is the thing, that this happens all the time simultaneously, this like anti- and pro-barbarian kind of narrative, but they are both kind of uh, very often uh, reducing, basically, individuals, cultures, um, and, you know, kind of gestures into... Uh, very simplistic notions. I mean, the interesting thing is that, uh, of course, something like Documenta would never use the term barbarian. Of course, yeah. Because obviously barbarian has sort it's of negative connotation. And it's also a bit like a, a very intense, like even if you want to fetishize the barbarian, it's a bit kind of, it, it is really hard to pull that. Oh, the barbarian, the barbarian, the barbarians are good. You know, because you name the other barbarian, it's a bit tricky. tricky and do you tricky. think there is also a sort of purity in the barbarian as well? Like, uh, what do you mean? I mean, like, is the barbarian kind of the the original, uh, the indigenous, the the unmixed, the non-metropolitan? Could it be also something to do with that? Yeah, I mean. I don't know, historically speaking, because we have to take into account that despite the fact we speak English, yeah, we are in Greece, we are based in Athens, uh, this radio show comes from Athens, right? and historically the barbarian is the one who doesn't speak Greek. This word comes from that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to, to, to remember that this notion of the... It's like the... Yeah, all, all, everyone but Greeks are barbarians. Exactly. The ancient Greek the uh, ancient say. saying. Or um, uh, is that the real say, or is it one of those things that maybe Despina can, can tell us? Yeah, is one it of one of those things, things that, you know, they, they tell us at school, school, but then, then it doesn't actually exist? Maybe, maybe I think she it can, does exist, actually. Maybe she can, she can help us with I mean, that. I don't like this, nothing exists. Okay, even if it doesn't exist, I'm a bit post-truth, you know. Okay, you we are said it, it exists. I don't right. want, like, clarification from the higher order of historians. Okay. On that note, I think we can continue to a song. Yes. And we will... Um, uh, I'll, I'll play you something that I wanted to play you for a bit, actually. Really? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an art duo, uh, a very bizarre art duo from the 80s called Bob and Bob. There were two Bobs. In case the audience didn't realize, all the songs come from bands starting from B. B. Yes. So Bob and Bob uh, <laughs> were uh, a conceptual art duo and they've done only a few songs and that was one of their songs. Oh, that's really nice. Yes. Yeah. 
So, what did you think of Bob and Bob? It's I nice, really like huh? them. I really like them. Yeah. Uh, they only made a few songs. Yeah. That's a pity. Because they were conceptual artists. They did. What uh, do they do? It's it's very difficult to find information about mm. them. But what's really nice is that they they did they basically did the whole um, uh, you know like art duo that is continuously self-reflexive and so on. Mm. But I can't find so much information. Um, uh. Yeah, pre-internet, like seriously pre-internet. Actually, <laughs> this is this is from the from a compilation I have from uh, um, music made by made by artists, which I think mm. I've spo- I've told you about before. Yeah, yeah, like and, it, and it has like and it has the the song <laughs> by uh, the only recorded song by the Amanda Galassi's brother, Philip Dimitri Galassi. Mm. So maybe in the future we can listen to that. But again, another case where there's really not not much information about mm, this person. Mm. But let's go back to our countdown, not yes. countdown, like a le- letter thingy. Mm-hmm. And we will now talk about boots. Boots. No, okay. And we don't. Those boots are made for walking. Yes, but uh, we don't. Yeah, we're talking about the actual uh, the clothing garment, the footwear, the footwear, as opposed to their store in the UK. <gasps> oh my God! I didn't even think about it. Yes. But we can talk about that. Boots. It also starts from B. Yes. Um, so let's talk about boots to wear. Okay. So I have 
a big trauma <clears throat> with boots throughout my adult life uh-huh i always had a pair of doc martens right not the sponsor of this show or anything uh-huh. but i had it i came to athens i was a bit you know anarchistic anarchic so you had always anarchist boots. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Ana- <laughs> anarchistic anarchic <laughs> So I always had one pair. Uh-huh. <coughs> They're expensive, eh? Yeah. I liked them a lot. And I used to wear them even in the summer. Have you been in the summer in Athens? Even in bed. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On special occasions. All right. And we can talk about that topic if you want to. If you want to open that topic. We will talk about BDSM in a minute, yes. Because it starts from B. B. Right. But let's focus on boots, not conceptually, but as a as a material, as a phenom- phenomenologically. Ah, let's focus on boots phenomenologically. Yes. Okay. Like go on. You were the Doc Martens. No, but yeah, you didn't tell. You you, you started a story and you ah yeah sorry. It's part sorry. of the storytelling. It's part of the storytelling. Sorry. You put it on. You feel strong because it's so tough, especially when you first buy it. Uh huh. You feel you know support. Yeah. Then, one day. Yeah. I sold my old Doc Martens. Why? Because I got a good offer, money-wise. Okay. I would. I don't want to get into details on that. All right. Um, and then I go to the Doc Martens flagship store in London. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I got this money and I have some money to buy new shoes. Yeah. So I will buy the extra collectible Doc Martens. Okay. Only a few copies existing. Uh-huh. Um, celebrating the 50 years of Doc Martens or something. Okay. 200 quid. 200 oh. Great British pounds. Almost 230 euros. Now that the pound is doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another big word we didn't include. Brexit, my life. We are including Brexit, yes. Okay. okay. What happens next? You lost them. No, it's fucking hell. This is not a good story. It and is. That story... Because you didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't realize you, what I was doing. Because you took too long to say that, to, to tell that story, which so far is really uninteresting. You promised me that you have a really good story about boots. The story is, is completely, like, dull. This is, you know, after a first a first word which went really badly, b- body, then we had the second one which was a little bit better, and now we're in the third one, and it's crap again. Blanding. How are we, how, in this, such a bland and boring show... Quack, 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 quack. I don't like that. I don't Why, like that. How, how are we going to keep, how are we going to keep our audience with such a, such a difficult... Terrible sh- show. Terrible show. Huh? You tell me. You tell me. Why did you tell that story? Why do you say we should do the alphabet? I hate B. You you could have said, I'm going to be silent during the whole show, and I would have thought myself better stories than that. You didn't even leave, let me say the story. Okay, now finish your story. No, I don't want to. Now everyone knows that I lose the boots at the end. Yeah, but maybe people like spoilers. It would be like an emotional journey. Okay. The history of my boots. Yeah. Because then I regret buying them. Okay. Because they were too expensive and I was poor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. Then in order to compensate, I start wearing them all the time again. What do you mean again? Like... You bought them again. <laughs> What do you want me to cry? To cry on radio? Yeah, I want you to cry on radio. 
Is it good for the ratings? It's really good for the ratings. I will do it if it's good for the ratings. They can't see you, so you have to like sob. <laughs> you know, I don't have more to say. I just have to say I lost my boots. This is really strange. No one loses shoes. Yes. But I lost them, and now, now I'm wearing, I'm wearing white sneakers, and that's all I have. I don't have boots anymore. Okay. Not a single boot. Like I don't have boots. Like that's an end of an era for me. Okay. I'm w- walking on water puddles. Yeah. And my feet get soaked. But you would never buy boots again. Because well, that, that 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 era is over. I don't know. I'm tr- I'm struggling to find any importance in this story. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. I'm even trying to draw some kind of moralistic line under your extremely okay. extremely vacant story. I will never buy boots again. Never? Because they broke my heart. Because they disappeared. They disappeared. Someone stole them, I think. Okay. Okay. Do you have any story to tell about boots? No, I just wanted to say that I like boots. <laughs> <laughs> so That's let's move story. into a, let's move into a song. A song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a, what song? You don't know.
I wanted to say that we're listening to Bird Songs of the Mesozoic, a band that uh, did um, an Igor Stravinsky cover that mm. was excerpt from the um, Rite of Spring. And um, today, if you believe it, there are two bands that I have in mind that do Igor Stravinsky covers. I'll oh. play one after the other. So the next one is going to be Bazooka doing uh, the Firebird. Are you serious? So it's it's two post-punk kind of punky bands that have done Igor Stravinsky covers. Isn't both it, isn't from B. Both from B. Yeah, isn't it amazing? That's a bit exciting. And at this point, I yeah. wanted to say something quite important. Yeah. We have a viewer, listener, mm-hmm. rather, Peter. And Peter has said mm-hmm. uh, that he doesn't think that you're telling the whole truth uh, and nothing but the truth about oh the boots. Oh my he God. has sensed that there is a part of the story that you're hiding. Oh my God. And the part of the story that you're hiding may be somehow connected to another keyword we have I'm today. really anxious now. And this Peter knows a lot. And what could be that other keyword? Uh, the other keyword is BDSM. So BDSM is our next keyword, and this Peter mm. isn't he clever? He's he very know, clever. He knows a lot. Clever boy. Clever boy. He can tell us now. Uh, then he, you can tell us rather yeah. why these these stories these stories incomplete. Tell us the part of the story that is missing. Uh, there is a censorship, self censorship, if you might. Self censorship. Mm. I don't agree with that. I don't accept it. I, it's it's unacceptable. We should always tell the truth you're right so um as stravinsky goes on um, yeah. i will now reveal the hidden part of this truth that ma- of this story that makes it a good story go on the person who bought the boots didn't buy them to wear them no no why did he buy them then why did he buy them then because he has a collection of used boots and he uses them for his sexual gratification. Okay. And the name of the person? Mr. Mango. Okay. So you But s- wait. You Mr. Mango spelled with a U. Okay. So you you <laughs> sold your boots to Mr. Mango to I did. It's a real make, name. To make money. I swear to God it's his real name. I googled it. Okay. That's his name. So um this is the this this has come to the we've come finally to the <laughs> hardened soul of this boot story. <laughs> Are you happy now? Isn't it lovely that this this has helped us to like smoothly move, move. into our next topic? <gasps> Maybe we should do it like that in the show. Every concept should like somehow H- hide something. Yeah, that's un- unwrapped in the next concept. I think that's too difficult. Oh, come on. I it's good. I, I, I can't imagine you'd be able to do it even two times in a row yourself. It doesn't matter. your brain is not structured in any way. You are wrong. I am correct. My brain is structured like the internet. It's a web ah, of yeah. concepts. Okay, a web, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> the lesbian brain. Uh, yes. It's always it. becoming. It's I'm never trying. something. I'm, we're working with my analyst yeah? to make some sense out of this chaos. And what did he say? 
He's struggling. He's struggling, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but we've made some progress. But <laughs> what about BDSM then, since it's our keyword? It's, it, do we like it? We like it. We like it. You we lived in Berlin. It. I live in Berlin. I go to Folsom. You do. You like the puppies. I like. I love the you puppies. You like the leather. I like the leather. Oh my God, I like... I hate the leather. You hate the leather, yes. I don't like the leather feel on the body. I don't Why? Like I find it creepy. Creepy? Mm. But creepy is nice. For some people. Ah, okay, all right. Uh, what about bondage? I like it. You like it? You're a control freak. There is no way you like it. I like the concept. I didn't say I like it on me. Ah, okay. What kind of fascist would, wouldn't like the concept? I No, I don't mean if I accept it. I mean <laughs> I find it interesting. I find it exciting. Okay. I don't like it. No? No, because if I... No, I like it conceptually. Yeah. I follow you on that. Yeah. I also like it as an experience, but because I'm dyspraxic, mm-hmm. if I do it... If you tie someone up... It will be, you know... Disaster. A very big problem. A very big, big problem. So, big, starting with a B. <laughs> so I don't want to risk... Like this blood uh, circulation problems and stuff. Ending <laughs> blood circulation <laughs> death. <laughs> so what else is BDSM? Today Bondage? the show is, is, is uh, we should have had a disclaimer that it's uh, not really for underage people, right? It's not for children? It's really not for children. Why? I don't think children cannot hear about bondads. They can? They Children do bondads all the time. Ah, okay. Indeed. Sc- Indeed. Yeah. And yeah. And then there is uh, sadism and masochism, or sub and master. What is that SM? Sadomasochism. Not sub and master, no. That's stupid, eh? Because that doesn't make sense, because it's slave and master, first of all. Slave and master. Sub and dom, you slave fool. And, slave and master. Ace again, S. Hush. You got but you're... you're sp- there, there's nothing in your brain. It make nothing makes sense. Everything makes perfect sense if you are like not a hundred years old like you are. Ah, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Should we move into a, a song? Go with a drink a smoothie so, to uh, clean up your. Uh, you drink a smoothie to clean up your free radicals. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and another Stravinsky cover then by this time by so Bazooka. So much fun. So much fun.
Did you like it, Rivos? Uh, I did. Did you like the second Stravinsky cover for the day? So much Stravinsky for the day. And so it's not, it's not even the S day. Imagine. So let's move into our next uh, concept. Yes. The next concept is babies. babies. And we don't mean babies like how you call your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Like, hi, hi babe. Hi, baby. Or hi, no. babe. No, like, look, it wouldn't work like this. If you, say, if you said the concept is babies, everybody thinks of babies in nappies. No one thinks of a lot of boyfriends <laughs> together. Like, an army of boyfriends, babies. You don't, you don't, you all, the, all that you want is another baby. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. what about babies? What about okay, babies? Babies are like little people. Okay. No, I'm not little people, little humans. Okay. They don't do much. Mm-hmm. But people seem to like them. Babies? Mm-hmm. Well, they cu- they're cute. Are they? I think they're cute. Come on. Like, they cry a lot. But that's a bit cliche. They I don't guess. cry. All, not all babies cry. Most of them. No, if you if you're if you have a, if you're a good parent, they don't cry. That's bullshit. I know. What does it mean if you electrocute them and stuff? I said I know, but it's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, but uh, it's this show that one concept is good, the other is boring. Yeah, that's that show. Do you think it's gonna be like that today? Yeah, like the whole time. It's going to be like one. It's kind of okay. Boosting and one boring. Distraction. Oh no, B, I'm trying at least to make the B word happen. <laughs> Fibo, try to help me today. It's a catastrophic tragedy. It's the, it's the, is it's this the, the last show we this do? Is, this is the, the difficult second album. You know uh, that concept? The difficult second I album? I do. It's when after the first, uh, you know, Big after success. the debut, when you're like all feeling like it's amazing and so on. Then you try and make a, a comeback and it's impossible. This is what we're going through today. This and we have suffering. Mercury retrograde. What else is going to happen today? I don't know. It's a catastrophic. Tell, me, tell us something. You like the babies. You always have babies. You babysit. You, 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 you are friends with babies. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you. I can tell you a little bit about... Tell me an anecdote. Something. <clears throat> I used to really like babies, but I don't like them so much anymore. Did they hurt you? No. Um, Did they betray you? No, I'll, I'll tell you what what I've realized. Although it's not so much about babies as it is about children, but mm. because next week, which next in two weeks, which is the C day, I'm gonna have forgotten it. Mm. Say uh, it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell now, but it actually is more to do with children than with babies. It's okay. okay. I'll I'll tell you what I think. Mm. Um, I always liked um, child ch- childlike things mm. and and ba- even more kind of I would say toddlery things mm. like bright colors and uh, glock and spills and stuff like yeah, that like um, fluffy things fluffy things and and kind of tactile blinky sounds and so on um, imi- I, I, I don't know what to call it like immediacy this immediate mm. experience mm. thing um, you know kind of like very eye titillating that many adults for example would normally find a bit too much right I always really liked that um, and then I thought to myself that um, sort of oh I really like then kids and and because kids kind of do that thing sort of um, 
uh, naturally mm. uh, and babies are kind of naturally attracted to this Mm-mm-mm. but one day I was walking in the street right and there weren't really any babies or anything like that but it just like dawned me that I don't actually like kids or 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 um, mm. or babies that much um, mm. but I, I I think what I realized that I like is that I like people who are not uh, usual of their age what so this is this is the this is the the thing I I like babies who are quite sensible mm. and then you like adults who are like senile yes this is this is what I actually like I like I like for example you know when you see sometimes some babies on mm. in Facebook and they're really existential and they put a meme on top or something like right. that I think these are the sort of babies I like mm. um, I like those kids that are kind of they 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 are they're sort of yeah they're they're, they're kind of unexpectedly bleak or mm. or wise or something like this I see and then I like obviously the adults that are completely the opposite of that right and I think it has to do with um, you like people in like adults in nappies and stuff um, not sexually if that's what you're asking me okay uh, because this show seems to have a clear uh, <laughs> direction direction yeah no it's it's I uh, not really but okay. I but I like I like uh, yeah this kind of childish behavior I guess I, w- but, I but, but, f- but but this it is something I, and, I, and I'm wondering really I'm wondering are there people I don't know I'm really wondering other people who when a baby really like be when not not when a baby cries like because when a baby cries because they have a tooth it's it's a bit heartbreaking in a way because mm. they're a, like a, a savage like a monster that yeah. cannot communicate yeah. so that's a bit a tra- broken machine uh, yeah it's tragic uh, but a retarded robot something like this thank you that's the, Sorry for the, the, the ableist yeah, language that's the the fatherly thing coming up for you bro well done uh, Go it, on. it, i'm not talking so much about that but when 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 a baby is whiny mm. and a child is whiny is there anybody who thinks oh that's lovely i'm wondering really is is there anybody that thinks oh this is what children are like and this is so lovely and i don't think so I don't think so. You know what I don't like about babies. What don't you like about them? And I want to fix the thing I said in the beginning. Oh, they cry and they laugh and blah, blah. It's not the problem. That's not my problem. Okay. I was just trying to fill some time with my bullshit. Ah. I have a more severe problem with the babies. Okay, go An on. actual problem. Yeah? And not a cliche one. I hate the childhood amnesia that comes at four years old. I hate it. Because no matter what you do, how quality the time is you spend with a baby, yeah, they're not gonna remember it. Hey, that makes me furious. Yeah, but sorry, but I thought you are with psychoanalysis and so on that says that everything is done in the first six months or something. Yeah, it's true, but that's different. Well, okay, I don't want to have like an imprint on their sexual life. No, I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean I mean in general like that does psychoanalysis only talk about sexuality mainly? True. Sorry. Well, the time will come when the F people come and Freud will be part of our companion. Okay. And let's uh, move to a song. To a song, another song. San Francisco lovely club foot uh, Bay of Pigs everything changes yes
we spend so much time in so bad con so many bad concepts and we have lots of interesting things to say I know. The, look the second half of the show is going to be much more interesting i hope so that's uh, you know we can promise our our uh, listeners can we uh, well we can at least declare it declare it yeah. so do you know what time it is no Right. Oh, it's that time of it's the day. A, it's the time for the philosopher of the week. You know, B, yeah. despite being a horrible letter overall, has a lot of philosophers. A lot of them. A lot of it them. It was really hard to choose one. It was really hard to choose it one. It was like a very tough decision. Mm-hmm. The first one that was disqualified yep. from the race was uh, Lorraine Berlin. Okay. Because we already did Sarah Ahmed, who is an affect philosopher. So... Second affect philosopher. Uh, it would it would be much. a bit too much. Yes? This is a bit too hip. Okay. So then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there is an elephant in the room. Okay. And her name is Judith Butler. Yes. Okay. Which is like really. It's extremely unhip to speak about to talk about oh Judith my God, Butler, isn't can it? Can we do Judith Butler really? But then yeah, I was reading this book on uh, gayness and theater. Uh huh. Um, I don't remember the name. Okay. And the, the it is written in the 80s. And the, the writer was like, oh, this is the historical context. These are some examples. And here is some theory. And the theory was Carl Jung. And I was like, oh, my God, before the performativity theory, mm-hmm. if you were gay and you were writing theory, you had to do, like, bad psychoanalysis. It's really heartbreaking. So Judith Butler at least stopped this. She brought psychoanalysis, you mean, in the picture? No, not really. She's more of a kind of neo-Foucauldian. So she brought the performativity theory. It's very important for everyone. Everyone should know about performativity, but then I decided. You you you, conti- you keep on telling terrible stories. Like, I didn't really... I think most of our audience didn't really understand what you wanted to say about Judith Butler. So let's move into the, the, wha- actual, the actual choice for the day. And the actual choice for the day is Roland Barthes. Okay, so is it predictable to choose Barthes as a philosopher of the Not week? Not at all. Not at all. Um, he's quite a famous philosopher. He's super major. But why is it not predictable? One of the founding figures of post-structuralism. Is, is it a bit like uh, liking the Beatles? Let's say exactly. No one really would like the Beatles publicly because they would think that it's too uncool to like them, right? Yeah, and Bart, no one even cites Bart anymore. Why do you think that? It's really tragic. Okay, in the 90s... Look, he's like a major philosopher of the 20th century. He's not exactly a tragic uh, outsider artist. (laughs) You don't have to to feel I feel like way. that. You don't have to feel sorry for Roland Barthes. I feel sorry for Roland Barthes. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, if you read the things he wrote about his dead mother, you would feel sorry about him. Ah, really? I didn't know that. Okay. It's really sad. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> before we go into details, mm-hmm. I want to tell something about the gay people. Okay. The gay men. With with regards to Roland Barthes? Yes. Okay. Okay. He was gay, first of all, uh-huh. in case you didn't know. Uh... But mm-hmm. he wasn't out, unlike his uh, co-philosopher of the same period, Michel Foucault, who was out and proud and fucking everyone. Mm-hmm. Roland Barthes was a bit uh, shy with his gayness. And why do you think that is? He had a very peculiar relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. 
It was at different times. Okay. He didn't realize it would benefit his career post-death. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One day he would become much more popular. <laughs> so um, he didn't do it. Pink washing. Um, Is it a bit homophobic what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care, Phil. Why? Because what they did, the gays, to Roland Bart is a tragic story. What? In the 90s, yeah. the queer studies emerged and they decide yeah. that Roland Barthes is trash because he was closeted. Oh, how could he be post-structuralism closeted? Whereas Michel Foucault, he's okay, also a bit smarter and out and proud. I don't think he's smarter. Okay. I think they're equally smart, actually. It's not a competition. Yeah, but you said smarter and I disagree. Philosopher of the week. Okay. It's p- it's uh, for both of us, Philosopher of the Week. It can't be just your opinion. Okay, you, you have your opinion. Okay, so I, go on. Um, so they erased him from the queer canon. There is no Roland Barthes anywhere. And if you read the actual writings, they are very queer in their way. Like the lover's discourse. I mean, the lover's discourse is, is basically Polari. Come on! <laughs> yeah. Who reads this shit? Yeah, I mean, the gays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, like, describes the gay relationship. I mean, it describes kind of all relationships, but it's it's written in such a camp way exactly. that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a really camp book. I'm, I'm and actually for me it was a very very. Uh, I mean, tell us. No, it was. I I remember when when uh, you know it came when <laughs> <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> I remember we were waiting in the <laughs> bookshops yeah. in Paris with our face pressed against the window. Um, <laughs> and when I when I first read it, it it was a bit like I remember changing, turning the pages, mm. and every every page was I was like laughing all the time because it was basically describing things that have happened to me. Is it's it? like it's a bit like philosophy meets medium kind of scenario. Like if someone hasn't had this experience... <laughs> With a uh, lover's discourse, yeah, I, I really wonder what kind of relationship they have, actually. Yeah. Because... It Maybe healthy relationships? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it, it describes everything. everything. It describes healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships and everything. And, you know, I, I still remember one of my favorite things in in lover's discourse is the description of the the informer. Mm. The informant is really one, one of my favorite things. Who, who is this person who uh, accidentally tells you something about your ex, uh, and then says, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that you didn't know." <laughs> and it's like for the people who haven't read the book, first of all, download it, uh, pirate it, and read it, or buy it if you want, if you like the paper and stuff. Uh, come on, it's. Like everything is written, it's not written in the form of uh, essays. It's well, it has it's it's like two parts. It has like uh, every it's it's written, first of all yeah it's written like a, a vocabulary uh, kind of dictionary yeah and then it has a first part which is a kind of like the simply written part and then underneath it explains it so you can go more and into also the it's theory. It's full of extracts from other texts because he's experimenting with uh, his concept, the death of the author. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's a really good work. I think that's enough about Roland Barthes. Is it? Yeah. Um, unless, I mean, you know, obviously he invented more things. He did. 
but I think the you know focusing on lovers discourse plus on the closeted issue, I mm. think that's kind of a nicer way than going into death of the author and all that Which stuff. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I agree. But I'm gonna take the death of the author idea as a cue for our next song. Really? Yes. And our, our and which actually is also referring to something that I've already mentioned, the Beatles. It starts from B. So the Beatles plus death of the author. What does it give us? It gives us the better Beatles. Oh my god. Penny Lane. <laughs> I love the better Beatles. Beatles, um, who um, in their, um, <laughs> I got the record, and in the inner sleeve, it says, um, <laughs> when it describes the story of the Better Beatles, it says, um, it's hard to convince people nowadays that the Beatles were such a failure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's rather, it's, hard it's rather hard to convince people <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. What's we have another concept. What is our next topic? We have so many things to say. Are we ready for our next thing? We are. 
next word is Berlin. Ooh, Berlin. Mm. It's very, 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 very difficult. Hot potato. Hot potato. Because... They like potatoes in Berlin. They really do. Um, but the thing is... Yeah. Basically, you know what? what's the pro my problem with Berlin? Tell me. Berlin used to be really nice, mm -hmm. but now everyone from Thessaloniki moved to Berlin. Ah. And um, I'm not, obviously, I know There's that sounds... Not that many. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Everyone from Thessaloniki moved to Berlin. Let's take that as a given. Okay. Because you know that this has happened. This is true. The problem is not the Thessalonikians as such, mm -hmm. as that it is a, a kind of... Um, It shows mm. that from around the world, the people from the second most important cities are moving to Berlin. Mm. Do you understand what like that means? Like from Porto. <laughs> like from Porto or from Manchester. Manchester. Oh, uh, Antwerp. Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> Uppsala. Utrecht. <laughs> All the people from Utrecht. Moving to Berlin. Yeah. It's really tragic if, like, um, Firenze. Yeah, so it's... Milan. Uh, look, with, 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 with Italy, I didn't even try to do it because they're all B-sides. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Um, mm. this Ottawa. Might, okay, we got the joke. <laughs> so, um, so, so, it used to be quite vibrant. Now it's kind of vibrant, but in a okay, second biggest city way. It's not like this happened. The problem with Berlin did not start when Thessaloniki moved there. It did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite shocked. I mean, you've, you've been living there for a while, so yeah. you know better. I know better. But there are still good things about Berlin. There are some really good things about Berlin, obviously. Tell us about them. What? Everybody knows that it's cheap and it has a lot of sex and it has a kind of it's very easy to make art projects mm. because everyone lives semi-bohemian lives okay everyone knows that do those things happen in the so-called new berlin which is athens athens i would say so you, s you would say so i would say so oh very nice you're very positive am i like how can we make a show like that why people want to hear fita for the controversy not for the agreeable chat Ah, it's true. It's, it, are we very agreeable today? We are. We are extremely agreeable and, and catatonic. Not and even in a street. City. There are riots. This is this is this is the the proof that we are finished. That we, we are like have no political currency reformist. anymore. Reformists. Okay, reformists. We are for sure, but we are further further than reformists. We're politically dead inside. Uninteresting. Have you realized that? Because I have realized. I, I was trying streets, to do solo in career. In the streets, there are you should you should go and do your solo career. I will be a painter. You should be a painter. I mean, I don't know how, but you should do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter because we don't have. We clearly we are like this is not really producing avant-garde anymore. Mm -hmm. oh, let's let's do a travel show. Yeah, telling well, like people where should people eat in Berlin? In Porto, the the best uh, or in Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> the best kebab of Antwerp. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, yeah. you know that Antwerp is the European capital of SCAT. And BDSM in general, one ah. can say. Yes, yes, of course. And by SCAT, we don't mean the... We don't mean the... Jazz improvisation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we can, we can actually talk about that 
I think further down in our alphabet um, there is tour there is. because it's a bit of a difficult topic I think you think so Scott yeah yeah I would say so and uh, in general I would say Shit. Yeah, defecation is a, yeah. is a difficult topic. oh my god you know how much I struggle with that I know how much you struggle with that it's one of your difficult things I should mention that but every time we have a show it's interesting that we're talking about uh, a German city and we've somehow managed to find, find ourselves talking about um, you know defecation mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't even really in the cards we didn't really say that we're gonna it's say it's always like in the this. cards I'm afraid when it comes to Berlin yeah um, it's not even you know a stereotype yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, I can I can confirm too that there is a. It's almost vanilla. It's almost it's almost vanilla there. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Um, no, I mean, I I like Berlin. I wouldn't recommend m- more people to go to Berlin now, mm. because if more people go to Berlin for the art things, mm-hmm. it's really not gonna be. I mean, it's it's already not so nice because of that. So if more people go, it's gonna be even worse. So mm. um, I'd say. Go you to can, Hamburg. You can go to Hamburg, Dresden. Leipzig. No, Dresden, no. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but Leipzig. Stuttgart. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hanover. No, no, no. no you shouldn't do the, any of that. Um, Come on. Germany is generally like a place that is still bad. No, you disagree. Mm, because you like Merkel and stuff. I like Angela Merkel. Yeah, yeah. I think she's very good. She's quite good. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's much more progressive than the more... the. You know, anarchists in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> She's much more Trotskyist than anarchists in Greece. Bofilio <laughs> starts with B. Sorry for the English speaking. Um, so uh, let's move into a song because you started again. Your brain started again to twitch, and um, <laughs> I need some fixing. I li- yeah, you need. That. We, we're gonna work on that in a minute, and we're gonna listen to a um, thing, um, a project called Bard, which is from Alexander Bard, which was the uh, brain behind the army of lovers. Oh, nice. Yes.
ready to move into our next uh, topic I am ready are you ready I am ready first of all we're talking about bisexuality okay mm-hmm. uh, knowing you should I um, should I warn is should is the is this a time for trigger warning yes this is a time because I don't want to censor myself you don't want to censor if yourself. someone is listening they are bisexual and they are really um, triggered by non-bisexuals talking about bisexuality they should switch off switch off now and maybe text me on Facebook because I like bisexual men join join in (laughs) 10 minutes maybe when we we would have finished talking about that topic first of all yeah where does the whole bisexuality discourse start where where does it start Sigmund Freud Ah, really? Has to get hurt? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Freud says, everyone is bisexual Uh at the beginning of their life. Uh Then Oedipus Complex comes. Uh Then no one is bisexual anymore. They are either gay or straight. Okay. Except for some women who, according to psychoanalysis, are more prone to bisexuality. <laughs> Sorry, I, t- I told the people that it's going to be triggering. Okay. This is historic. I didn't say it. Okay. Freud said it. Okay, okay, fine. So... If you want, I can explain why he says Why did he say it then? It's very complicated. Okay, so you can't really explain. <laughs> <laughs> if I had the time. No, no, look, you don't have the time and... and any okay, so women bisexuals. We accept them. Yeah. We respect them. Why? We know them. <laughs> but we know kind we of by bisexuals of all... Genders. Genders. Oh. No. Uh, the male bisexuals are more rare. Are they? I think so. Are they? Are they are, I don't know. I don't want to be super problematic. I want to be mildly problematic. Do you think it's as problematic as what we were saying the other day that <laughs> that lesbian women are shorter than <laughs> that's straight, very pro- straight women <laughs> that's generally? That's very problematic. I wouldn't go to that. To that direction, okay, <laughs> of right. like uh, Lobroso. Okay, but I think it's, it's yeah. physiognomy. Okay, all right. So um, I don't know. I haven't met lots of bisexual men who identify as bisexual. No, no. Okay. There are the there are the gay dating sites like bisexuals, the the married like people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't have many friends like that. Do you think bisexuality was like a, is like a sort of antiquated uh, term for people who are just like queer and they're they're like have these open kind of sexualities? And th- that happened then, 
like many people who were who could potentially identify bisexuals, then queerness came into the game, and mm-hmm. they were like they turned into more kind of inclusive terms like pansexual or queer. Yeah, but what about the people that say, for example, that they like, for example, extremely masculine men and extremely feminine women, for example? So they're not really playing with a queer. Uh, androgynous, uh, mm. gender fluid, anything like that kind of spectrum. They like both, but they like but them to be like distinctly different. That's hypothetical. I'm just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there shouldn't be any bisexuals. I wouldn't send them to the camps or I, anything like that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm very glad I did this trigger warning thing earlier. <laughs> Because it's obviously really escalating today. I don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, I've met loads of bisexual men. Yeah? Mm, they're nice. Nice people. Are they? Respectable. Okay. Full of joy. Are they? Friendly. Are they? Attractive. I don't... I'm you don't like... I don't really like bisexuals. Like there is... <laughs> no, like, not as people. I don't like them as... As as, as a subculture. As, 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 uh, as uh, like, sexually, I don't like them. There is this particular... You know why I don't like them? Because I know it's going to sound mm. really bad, and, mm. you know, obviously the trigger warning kind of comes to me as well. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a thing about... Um, you know that I have this thing about something to do with loyalty mm. you know it's it's a bit like this thing i have of um something's got to give mm. that 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 you cannot have everything in life that yeah. you have to uh, sacrifice something for something very else. stereotypical it's very stereotypical biphobic it's a very stereotypical biphobic position and and i cannot get past this really oh, really because i feel that that you know um I don't have the same issue with uh, gender fluid people or mm. uh, pansexuals mm. because I think that's a question of opening up mm. in general and having like a more broad spectrum. Mm. But bisexuality somehow seems to me that it wants to m- maintain the order of sexes mm-hmm. ah, right. and nevertheless somehow surf around it. That's my my problem with it. And it's not really an academic mm. theoretical problem as much as I don't find it sexually attractive. This she's, is what I'm saying. She's opened the box of biphobia mm-hmm. by introducing the term bisexuality in the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Yeah. I want to talk about the bisexual goatee. You think they have... It's It's frequent. It's frequent. It comes with like... People who play board games, uh-huh. they are on OkCupid, okay mm-hmm. they are a bit kinky, mm-hmm. and they have goatees. Why? Are they from the 90s in general? No. But they just like juggling. Look, the things that you described, they're all from the 90s. Even juggling? Yes, obviously. I mean, the 90s was the bisexual golden it era. It is the bisexual golden era. It is. Because in the 90s, it was a little bit... Um, It wasn't really very cool to be gay. It kind of became cool again. But in the 90s, it was kind of uncool. Mm. It was much cooler to be bisexual. And so, and to play board games and juggling. Goatees. I mean, come on. What's the golden era of go- goatees? The 90s. I, without saying. So, overall speaking, yeah, I am attracted to the bisexual man. Mm-hmm. Which is the most important question. Let's face it. Okay. Who is, <laughs> fev- who is who am, who am I attracted to? Okay. For the audience also. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
but I don't like the goatee. So if you're bisexual and you have a goatee, then it's, it's a, a no-go. Too far for okay. me. Okay. But otherwise, I don't mind. Without the goatee, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> can we stop this now? Yeah, we can. <laughs> but I think, I we think can, again, we can. this happened. We had the previous thing that was kind of okay, the Berlin one, and now it's kind of crappy. No, I don't think bisexuality was crappy. I think no? it was it was very offensive. Ah, right. But I don't think it was it was bad in terms of I don't know dramaturgy or something or like this. Entertainment. Entertainment value. Okay. okay. So if we get like entertainment for you know for the alt right, clearly, if but they, <laughs> if they call us out as like. Stupid no. faggots. Yeah, we should admit that we were. Yeah, problematic. Mis- mistaken. Mi- mistaken. <laughs> we should admit that we were mistaken. <laughs> On we that sh- note, we should be spunked. Yeah. So, the Bombay Ducks is the next band. Really. And the song is called "Life for Christine." <laughs> It's uh, we are uh, 90 minutes through the show. Oh my god, time passes so quickly. When you're not having a very inspired session. It's true, though. Um, I'm having such a terrible time today. Do you Maybe think this show was a bad idea after all? What? Uh, no, let's let's not uh, be pessimistic no. yet. Yeah, not, not yet. Not yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do Let's you know what time know. it is? What time is it? Poetry time. <laughs> ah, it's, it's that poetry time. Of the day. time. And um, today we have an unconventional choice of a poet. We have a really unconventional choice of a poet, of a medium. Mm. Um, it's amazing that we are already in the unconventional choices, despite the fact that we are We'd haven't only done. in the second show. Yeah. So we haven't really done the conventional canon <laughs> yet. But that's that just goes to show how truly experimental we are, huh? thinking out of the box out of the box edgy yeah 
and deconstructing. Innovative. This. So, um, we had a lot of ideas about be poets, but in the end we chose someone who is more of a playwright. Mm -hmm. Or would you say it's mainly a playwright? He's mainly a playwright, but what does that even mean nowadays? What does it mean? We are talking about Beckett. Samuel, Samuel Beckett, Beckett today then. And um, we're going to do something that is most probably going to be quite embarrassing. It's true. Quite risky. And very risky. No, I would say um, risky is, is, is like the nice way of putting mm -hmm. it. I, I said embarrassing. So you have to like, you know, if you want to add something on top of that, you would probably ha you have to do something intense. It's probably going to be bad. Okay. So we're going to do for you Mm -hmm. A world premiere for us mm -hmm. of Beckett's Rough for Radio Part 1. Yes. So, radio uh, theater. Radio theater. How appropriate. We're doing a radio show and now we're reading a radio play. And uh, we've chosen uh, the the, pl the um, play, or mm -hmm. what should I say? The, the short piece play. comes, comes yeah. with, uh, with, some, um, with points where there is sound and we've chosen some mm -hmm. sounds ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue. We're going to start and do that now. Are we? Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? 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 Mm -hmm. Madam, are you all right? You asked me to come. I asked no one to come here. You suffered me to come. I meet my debts. I have come to listen. When you please. May I squat on this hassock? Mm, thank you. May we have a little heat? No, madam. Is it true the music goes on all the time? Yes. Without cease? Without cease. It's unthinkable. And the words too. All the time too. All the time. Without cease? Yes. It's unimaginable. So, you're here all the time. Without cease. How troubled you look. May one see them? No, madam. I may not go and see them. No, madam. May we have a little light? No, madam. How cold you are. Are these the two knobs? Yes. Just push. Is it live? I ask you, is it live? No, you must twist to the right. But there are more than one. Yes. How many? To the right, madam, to the right. Louder. But he's alone. Yes. All alone. When one is alone, one is all alone. What is it like together? To the right, madam. Δεν είναι δυνατόν. 
να πούω από αυτό την την ομάδα των Ευρωπαίων που είναι οι... They're not together. No. They cannot see each other. No. Hear each other. No. It's inconceivable. To the right, madam. Democrats, the proudestiki. Louder. Ιδίκη. Δεν μπορώ να ακούω από αυτούς. And you, you like that. It is a need. A need. That a need. It has become a need. To the right, madam. Louder. That too? That a need too? It has become a need, madam. Are they in the same situation? I don't understand. Are they are they subject to the same conditions? Yes, madam. For instance for instance one cannot describe them, madam. Well I'm obliged to you. Allow me this way. Is that the Turkoman? Allow me. How troubled you look. Well, I, w- I will leave you to your needs. Oh, uh, goodbye, madam. Uh, to the right, madam. Oh, that's the garbage. The house garbage. Goodbye, madam. Uh, goodbye. Hello? Miss, is the doctor... Ah, yes. Uh, he to call me McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. Right. He'll know. And Miss? Miss? Urgent. Yes. Uh, most urgent. Oh, good God. Mathematics. Come on, come on! What will I do? Hello, Miss McGillicuddy? McGillicuddy. Right. I'm sorry, but uh, yes. Of course. I can't reach him. Oh, no idea. Understand. Right. Immediately. The moment he gets back. What? Uh, yes, I told you so. Most urgent. Most urgent. Slut. I'm a Yes. Wait. Yes. No matter. What's the trouble? They're ending. Ending this morning. What? No. No question. Ending, I tell you. Nothing what? To be done? I know there's nothing to be done. What? No. It's me. Me. What? I tell you they're ending. Ending. 
I can't stay like that after. Who? But she's left me. Oh, for God's sake. Haven't they all left me? Did you not know that? They all left me. Sure? Of course I'm sure. What? In an hour? Not before? Wait. There's more. They're together. Together. Yes. I don't know. Like... One. The breathing. I don't know. No, never. Meet? How could they meet? What? What are all alike? Last what? Gasps. Wait. Don't go yet. Wait! Swine. Miss? What? A confinement? Two confinements? One what? Breach? What? Tomorrow noon? Tomorrow noon. Magazine. Pink flamingos 
So, yeah, we're back. We hope the uh, ABC the, of Ita. The ABC of Ita. We We've are in done the, the last uh, 15 minutes. That was really challenging. <sighs> you know, we from all the arts, the one I don't want to do mm? is being an actor. Of all the art arts. Of all the arts. <laughs> well, I mean, we've done already performance. Yeah, yeah. So you can say that you're kind of near that territory. Yeah, yeah, I checked you mean it you out like my to list. Do, you, you mean you like to, do, to be a dancer, <laughs> yes. you want to be a painter, painter. sculptor. Sculptor, yeah. Musician, you've musician already done, done that. And I like it, I have, I'm having fun when I sing. Yeah, uh, what are the other arts? Photographer, don't tell me <laughs> no. you want to be a photographer. Okay, to be honest, you, I don't Come on, we all know this is not really an art. I cannot even have an Instagram account. Why? It doesn't excite me. <laughs> and filmmaker, I don't really want to be. But you like films. Yeah. You don't like films? Not like our friend Luisa who hates films, but... I'm I could live without them. Uh, you used to love films and you used to hate theater and now you like theater yes, this year. I don't want to be an actor. That's a different thing. Okay. But okay. you can be an actor in different things. An okay. actor of change. <laughs> okay, shut up. Okay. Let's go to the last... No, the penultimate uh, concept of the day. Which is... No. Are we ready? Yes, I am ready. The bourgeoisie. Ooh, the bourgeoisie. What does that mean? Would you like to explain to our audience, dear audience, what is the bourgeoisie? It's a term that comes from our Marxist upbringing. Mm-hmm. Our Marxist upbringing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been to a university. I've been to a They're university. Basically, look, I've done cultural studies this, in the nineties. You know, like so the, that's pretty Marxist. Yeah, I, I, exactly. That's what the the old right people say. What that the universities are the churches of the cultural Marxism. Okay. Have you heard the term cultural Marxism? No, but can we talk about it in another time because we don't have so much time and we want to talk about the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie. Yeah. So the bourgeoisie is the upper classes, okay. the ones who you know. Like my friend Ian. I like your friend Ian. Yeah. But that's a specific kind of bourgeoisie. Why? Because it's English gay. bourgeoisie. Ah. No, okay. because the class systems are different in different countries. Okay. And it's it's it is important to say that when we talk about the ruling classes, ruling classes and the rich people, it's culturally quite different in Greece. So when they say the I bourgeoisie, think. for example, because you know what, I'm I, the the bourgeoisie does it have to do with money? Because I'm confused. It doesn't really have to. Do no, it doesn't with exactly. Money. Exactly. Because for example, this Screlly guy, yes, that everybody hates, you know, from the yeah, pharmaceutical yeah, yeah. company. Yeah. He looks like someone that you can punch on the street. He doesn't look bourgeois. Mm. Right? He comes from money, though. He, I'm not yeah. sure it's a good example, but He's, is is that the bourgeoisie? The punchability is not a good. Because the bourgeoisie can be punchable. Because of the inbreeding, oh, okay. they have the punchable faces. Okay, all right. But I thought, I thought. But nowadays, mm -hmm. the Russians have fixed that because they get married with foreign models. Ah. So the they the result, expand the gene the pool. The gene pool. Yeah. Okay. So the bourgeoisie is a bit a bit more less punchable nowadays. Well, only just. But you know what? I don't. I think. We don't mind the bourgeoisie. You know what? Why? I'm I'm gonna say that. Um, look, I, because I, I'm hardcore Marxist. If you you're cross a, the line, yeah, we're that's it. The, the end of Fita. Yes. Uh, look, I'm gonna cross the line. Oh my goodness! And we're going to split for the tenth time in our career. <laughs> yep. Um, and I'm gonna say that, and I think you will agree. Actually. No, shut up. 
I'm going to say that I prefer old money than new money. Oh, come on. That's not controversial. Yeah, but it's true, though. It's like, okay. I didn't say it's controversial, but, you know, I prefer the bourgeoisie <clears throat> than, than, you know, kind of indie pop. I don't know. You say that. Yeah. But it's really insufferable when you are actually kind of, you know, have to deal with this it's kind true. of world. It's true. They have, like, really, you know, strict uh, understanding of... Uh, what is proper and what is not some I mean I don't know what are we talking about what is this bourgeoisie maybe we should define it better before we start uh, I asked you to define today. it but of course as a scatterbrain that you are you cannot define nothing <laughs> this is a difficult one so if we define it in a st- strictly materialist because you know what wealth based way yeah it's one thing all the, the rich people the 1% what yes, they call the 1%, 1% yeah. that's there the bourgeoisie is this, there is this analysis okay alright if we want to go on a historical slash cultural way we can say oh there is this difference that is these people who grew up uh, with this high culture and like classical uh, swans uh, <laughs> <laughs> classical swans <laughs> swimming in their <laughs> in their pools <laughs> the classical swans <laughs> And um, all these like um, okay. beautiful like um, entrees uh, in their dinner tables. Okay, I think I think we should <laughs> think I cannot. I don't think I can follow anything after the classical swans. It was like a stab. I think that was a, a stab on my semiotic <laughs> continuity, and I think I need to go to a song from a rather Marxist band. Right. The band is the Biting Tongues, and. Um, Uh, it's a song from their second album, Libreville. Mm, nice.
Biting Tongues are uh, mm-hmm. a band that a guy called Graham Massey was in, who mm-hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s was uh, in another influential band called 808 State, which were one of the founders of, um, I guess, British techno in a way. All oh, right. And Graham Massey produced the first album of Bjork and was largely in- influential in this kind of sort of like bizarre uh, impressionist techno thing that you know a lot of things i do i do yes so full of but i wanted to say that biting tongues despite the fact that it actually Mm. you know the the members did a lot of interesting things afterwards they're very unknown still Mm. so um yeah here they were in the abc of ita and we really like the song maybe Uh, that's why they're unknown no no it's not really for you because it's uh, it's more for people who appreciate music (laughs) so i think we're ready what, what do you want? Put the Thanks. Yeah. Not only for me. <laughs> yes. Just so because you have uh, access to this. Uh, I have. I'm doing the the special effects. So every time Fivo speaks, it's like. Yes. yes I don't like this uh, monopoly of. And every violence. time I speak, it's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, are we ready to go into our last word? We are. The last word for today is bananas. Bananas? Yeah. What a silly ending. Is it? What do we have to say about bananas? First of all. They're yellow and I love that color. Very good. Second. Of all. Second of all. Yeah. They're full of potassium. Wow. You know where potassium is useful in the human body? 
Bones. No. Brain. Hmm. Hair. Yeah, yeah you, you were close <laughs> with brain. <laughs> it's essential for, um, you know, the neurons. Yeah. When they fire, yeah. they need potassium. When they fire what? Oh, my goodness. You know, the, how do the neuron, neurons talk to each other? How do they talk to each other? By firing like a small pieces of electricity. Okay. And chemicals. Yeah. That's called a neuron that is firing. Okay. Potassium is very important in that process. Okay. What else? Uh, About bananas. I have many things to say. But you say that three. my stories are not interesting. I mean, the potassium story wasn't really anything <laughs> either. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, if you... It's this kind of, you know, typical Greek semi-informed, semi-scientific... It comes another one of those. My mom, yeah. <laughs> while I was growing up, she used to say, if you're about to go to a, to a kind of to a trip, yeah, and you, there is no toilet in the bus, uh huh, in the morning, yeah, you eat a banana, yeah, and it stops you from shitting. Really? I don't think so. Well, to be yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's kind of true. Is it? Yeah, because bananas are good for diarrhea. Ah, so it's, it is, you know, scientific. I thought you were going to say that bananas stop you from urinating. <laughs> and to me that was much more interesting. Because <laughs> I, I started thinking, why would they stop you from urinating? I thought because they are stodgy and then the, the liquids don't run off. Mm. But then I started also making a lot no. of synesthetic kind of connections with yellowness wait, and wait. cock alike. Coca-like, yeah. I'm not gonna go to that territory. What? The banana is a phallus? Yeah. Because it's extremely silly. Yeah. And kind of obviously very predictable. Do you remember... What? The Anarchist Cookbook? I remember we had the Anarchist Cookbook. It was from your generation. It's not from my generation. My brother had it. It's from a little bit before my time. Listen. I listen. In the Anarchist Cookbook, yeah. there is this urban legend yeah. that if you dry up banana li- like um, banana skins and you smoke, smoke them, them, you get high. It's hallucinogenic. Yeah. Bullshit. It's been debunked thoroughly. Okay. All right. And this was kind of okay as a story. Not really. Oh, come on, Phil. <sighs> okay. I think uh, since we have uh, Einsturz and the Neubauten <laughs> performing outside the studio... I really like this. Uh, I, just, I don't know if you noticed that throughout the show there's been... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the drills. We have drills. I think ah, with, no. with, with the bananas you broke your zip yes. uh, for your s- sweater thing. And more uh, Neubauten. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> with the banana skins... Uh, noise from outside, you know? riots on the streets. Wait, wait, wait. I want to ask you. I wanted to round up the discussion. The whole show. But, yeah, go on. Why do they portray the banana pills as this slippery thing in the cartoons? Do you know? Because it is slippery. Is it? I know someone who... Who actually fell. Yeah, well, actually it was a melon. <laughs> because I, I remember... You're, you've got a point, because... Exactly, there, there used my to be, point, exactly. There used to be a... Bi- uh, in our building, there used to be a girl that... Um, she fell and, like, hit herself really badly. And she right. had, like, problems throughout her life because of the hit. And it was because she walked on a mel- on a slice of melon. <laughs> yeah. And I always thought... I always re- Sorry for restru- laughing. Yeah. If that girl is listening. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I always restructured the idea... Uh, she walked on a banana peel 
because I couldn't really exactly imagine how someone can walk on melon, <laughs> but I think they meant like on. on a, and that was the second part of the ABC of, of Fita. Fita. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back with a Christmas special show in two weeks from today. Yeah. Uh, I am F78. And I'm F89. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, Thank you, Beton Fita, for Thank you hosting. for hosting us. And uh, we're going to finish with a song by a DIY aesthetics band called Blah, Blah, Blah. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.